1: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: TMS is brought to you daily in large part because of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like TJ Bellinger, Jeff Dev, and Jimbo Fett. Coming up on TMS... I'm going to say testicle.
2: You'll get no birthday, no Elaine, and no Lieutenant Yar. A pain in the taint. The band has terrible SEO.
0: Tired swimmers won't save the world. Love the show, Joe. Yeah. Why'd you have to go and make things so unrelated? Peck sleigh. I don't remember story C. Dead or pregnant or both. I love Shirley. Ah! <sighs> Fixing forgotten birthdays. My spinach has a frog. Spinach isn't supposed to have frogs.
2: Eat some kimchi and happy late birthday.
0: This Therapy Thursday with Wendy was filmed in front of Scott's internal live studio audience. And more on this episode of The Morning Stream.
2: It seems that you are no better a judge of human beings than you are a specimen of one. Just on a brief inventory, I'd say that you could use yourself a shave and a brighter disposition. Why, the beast has the appetite of a behemoth. Just this very morn, I found him with his nose buried in my nuts. (laughs)
3: The
0: morning stream gets the baby! Hello everybody, welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for August 17th, 2020 three. I just realized, Mm -hmm. it's not that I didn't remember the year, I just realized my brother's birthday was two days ago and I forgot to say anything.
2: Oh, no! Which brother?
0: My brother Matt, my Korean brother. Oh, no! Yeah, completely forgot. You know what? Let's do it now on the air. I'm pulling up his text. Watch this. Oh, good. Excellent. We're gonna fix this in real time, Brian. I wonder
2: if you're going to say the text out loud as you type it.
0: I'm gonna say, happy late birthday, brother.
2: I mean, you could just use the speak to text function not even type anything if you're going to say it while you that is true
0: that is true all right i said eat some kimchi and i'll talk to you later all right so that should (laughs) that should take care of that hopefully Uh, oops
2: hopefully i think i feel like that i feel like you've resolved that that issue
0: oh yeah there's no problem with me being two days late on matt matt doesn't care he he forgets my birthday every year so it doesn't matter
2: fair
0: um all right i had we got to get it we got to get this one out it just has to come out fast and be part of this get it Yeah, our discussion right now is going to be this because I need to understand what's wrong with my brain or I need a theory as to what maybe happened uh, because I'm I'm not 100% sure it's just in my head. In fact, I'm, I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy guy at all, but I think something's going on here. So I had a really weird experience with a Seinfeld episode, which we watch all the time. I've seen every episode of Seinfeld multiple times, many, many times. And I enjoy it, and I recognize episodes for what they are, and I always kind of know what the A, B, sometimes C story is. Sure. It's not yeah. a problem for me, normally. <laughs> but last night, or sorry, not uh-huh. last night, night before last night, didn't talk about it yesterday. Night before last night, we're watching an episode, and it's the Festivus one. Okay. Very I- memorable. Okay? Yes. You remember Festivus and the rest of us, and let me and,
2: let me see if I can tell you the the B story is the woman that doesn't look good in all, every kind of light. Correct, correct? You are correct. Okay. What is the C
0: yes. story, Brian? Do you remember
2: the C story? And right, I'll so tell you
0: because they had three it's very. A lane,
2: it's got to be a lane related, right? Correct, correct. It's an Elaine um, story.
0: This is where this and, and you're you know you not remembering exactly what a, a secondary C story was is not uh, unheard of, right? Like that's. Yeah, you don't yeah. always think of the third. Because I mean, you thing. think of
2: like you think of the the gang showing up at uh, George's parents' house, and they're they're in Festivus, uh, Jerry goes to answer the door. The light's horrible on uh, uh, on the the girlfriend. He goes, ah, and yep. then he goes back in, and then it's time for the feats of strength.
0: Yeah, he decides um, that he's done with her after that final <laughs> look at her face or whatever.
2: Jeez, yeah, Lanes. I, I can't remember what Elaine's uh, story was.
0: Now, here what's here's what's strange. Now, I, I it's totally normal to forget a C story in a thing that's already too packed. It was way too packed that episode. Good stuff, but you know it's a lot in there. But here's what happened: every single second of that show that dealt with Festivus or Jerry's girlfriend, hundred mem- percent in my memory, I almost have it memorized. Some of it, like it's just like. Uh, familiar. Yeah. Every scene is familiar. Every line is familiar. Of course. Yeah. Until anything to do with Elaine's C. story would be on screen. Anything at all. Even when they crossed over toward the end.
2: Really? Uh-huh. Complete
0: blank. Like, <laughs> I go, what is this? And Kim's like, it's the same episode. I'm like, no, I've never seen this one. She's, And then we're going along. And then I see the, the- I see the Festivus stuff and I went, wait a minute. Something's wrong here. So then I stick around. And then she comes on with her C. story again. And, I, yeah. and it's completely new to me. Completely. Oh, so here, really? here's my two okay. theories. Running theory number one. Yeah. Whenever this episode was on previously, for some reason, every time I either step away or get distracted during the sea story to the point that I really don't remember it, that's possible that I just check out for it for some reason. Mm-hmm. So that's theory number one. Theory number two, that there's a version of this episode floating around out there that doesn't include the sea story. Like when this show was on Hulu, did I watch this without the sea story because it wasn't in there? But that doesn't make any sense because it's a good 10 minutes of the 25 minute run. Yeah. It's a third,
2: really. No, that that seems that seems silly. Yeah. I think it, it, it's probably sort of a third theory which is the the Festivus story and the um the Jerry's girlfriend story are just so prominent that you just easily forget the um, uh, the third story.
0: It must be something like that. Like to this to this moment, I'm not even sure I remember what I just saw. She was, uh, her makeup got all messed up for some reason because she was outside. I can't remember what the reason was. Anyway, it's a whole. It's a whole. It's still. It's still ambiguous. It's almost like my brain Let's goes. See. You can't have that part of the story in your brain.
2: So, uh, Jerry dates a woman who looks attractive sometimes and ugly at other times. Kramer returns to his old job at a bagel shop. Wow, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. George gets out of buying Christmas gifts for his co-workers with fake donations to a made-up charity. Um, that's the one, right? That's the one. Yeah. Even though they don't met- yeah.
0: mention Festivus in that summation, that's that's the Festivus episode. And right. yeah, the- oh,
2: there we go. Elaine gives a man named Steve her default fake phone number uh, when he hits on her. She realized she wrote it on the back of a card showing she purchased twenty-three submarine sandwiches. Yeah, determined Th- to get a free sandwich, she goes to the off-track betting parlor. Do you remember was- this at all? Is this a memory? I, re- I don't remember this at all. That's what I'm saying. It's a big,
0: involved thing that is
2: completely poof. No, yeah. nothing about betting- it. I don't remember Elaine going to a betting parlor to to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. There might be something. There might be something to, I don't know. I, I doubt that there's like an edited version that just edits Elaine's story out of it.
0: I don't think so either. That seems too crazy to me. But also you mentioned the Kramer working at the bagel shop thing. That's almost a D story.
2: I, it kind of is. I'd forgotten about that too.
0: Yeah. Um, but what you s- just
2: because their, their A and B so- stories in that episode were just so strong that it just, it made us forget about the, The C and D stories.
0: It must be. I mean, I honestly was is late and I was kind of tired, but I honestly felt like I was going crazy. I was like, Mm -hmm. "Wait a minute (laughs) how can this How can this be? I've seen this series at least. I mean, if I counted, got to be like ten times over or something. Yeah, yeah. Every episode, I know them all. There's none I've missed. I've never gone. Oh, there's one that I never saw for some It never doesn't happen. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. Right.
2: I'm curious about Karen Feynman. I get a look and see. She's the actress who plays Gwen, the, uh, the, the Jerry's girlfriend, girlfriend that uh, that looks good sometimes and not good other times. Yeah. Um, just to see if you know this this hurt her career, like if all of a sudden she couldn't get work because she was the ugly girlfriend from <laughs> Seinfeld. They didn't really. know uh, she's doing just fine. She. Uh. uh Well, yeah, an episode of Chicago Hope, an episode of Viper, an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 in 98.
3: Mm,
0: She retired. An
2: episode of early edition. Yeah, she probably just said, you know what? I'm going to make so much money in the syndication of that one episode of Seinfeld. I don't need to work anymore. Yeah,
0: I'm out. It's like a single white female. What's her name? Um, ah, Speaking of Tarantino, she was in
2: that. Yes, uh... Right. Bridget Fonda. Bridget
0: Fonda just poof. And then people found her recently and she just looks like somebody's mom walking around and she's Uh like, Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Don't need to like she really retired.
2: I made my I made my money. I'm good. Yeah. What I didn't know though is she's married still
0: to uh uh Boingo Boingo front man. Oh, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Right. Yes. And they just quietly go about their lives. He's busy with, you know, making scores for movies and stuff, but
2: and but, And doing live shows and uh putting together some really weird videos on on his YouTube channel,
0: yeah, he's weird that guy's weird he is
2: he's he's kind of nuts, but uh, she's but, uh but funny,
0: yeah, nuts. funny, funny, but nuts, funny nuts, we call him
2: that's a weird it just feels like it's got to be such a weird household, yeah,
0: like <laughs> what do you suppose it's like in there? Do you think he's um I don't I'm know. going
2: to go work on some more scores. I'll see you later, <laughs> Yeah,
0: she's like, "I'm out of Hollywood. See you later," and just stays exactly. Stays home. Yeah. Okay. Could be. <laughs> I'm,
2: go. I'm going to Macy's. Bye.
0: <laughs> but you wouldn't. She's unrecognizable now, and she is. and pro- I think to her, I think that's what she wanted. I think that's right. I think she I think Hollywood sucks, and I think she sort of knew it, and maybe I don't know. It feels like right after the Tarantino movie, after Jackie Brown, oh, she was yeah. like, "I think I'm done." Yeah, I don't want Peter to show Fonda, my I
2: think, B, daughter of Peter Fonda, not Jane Fonda. So yeah, Jane Peter Fonda's, Fonda's niece, daughter. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's correct. Uh, it's who it's was like great Eric
2: in, Roberts and Julia Roberts, how uh, yeah. Emma Roberts is Eric Roberts' daughter, not Julia Roberts. Daughter. That's
0: right. Of course, Peter Fonda, most famous in my mind for his excellent late-life work in 310 to Yuma in 2007.
2: Oh, so, sure. Very that's good. It's funny. I only, I only just, I think, yeah, easy rider. Boom. Yeah, there you go. I These mean, that's Peter kind Fonda. of the standard, right, for him? Yeah,
0: yeah. Easy. I've never seen Easy
2: Rider. Should I see Easy Rider? Um, the completion's sake. Yeah. I mean, is it like it was okay? I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's it's just notable for, for really propelling motorcycle culture, mm. um, as well as it did. But I don't feel like it was a great movie. Mm.
0: See to me, it's somebody like could, uh, somebody
2: definitely correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, and it was a great movie, and I just didn't give it enough of a chance.
0: But. Sure, it feels very much of a very specific time. Yeah, for like sure, a hippie biker moment. Boom, bam. Yes, There's exactly. your movie. I think that's why Did I never you? really Jack, got into it.
2: Jack Nicholson and um, who else was another? another oh, uh, uh,
0: Bob Patch from Waterworld. Um, uh, oh, Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. Yeah,
2: hell of a cast. I mean, yeah.
0: Jeez louise but I just never saw it you know what else I haven't seen I've never seen um, uh, site? no the Mrs <laughs> yeah <laughs> the Mrs. Robinson one what's that called oh, oh the, graduate. the Graduate yeah so I just watched that Charlie Wilson's War by Mike Nichols but I've never seen his his movies. famous for oh, my which gosh. is that yeah graduate. that's yeah. a
2: that one I would say is is a good one to go back and watch it is um, boy the last two minutes of that or two three minutes of that movie is the is the ending you never expected. You never saw coming from mm. that film and the, the emotions on, um, Hoffman and, uh, Bancroft and Bancroft. And I, Bancroft remember yeah,
0: I think so. Mrs. Robinson, uh, their
2: their faces, no words uttered, just Simon and Garfunkel music, uh, is, fantastic that makes the i mean the movie's great up until then too but right. but the the last few minutes of that film is great
0: i'll rectify that at some point the other one was american gigolo yep. never saw that
2: oh uh i know enough no but i've heard but i've heard that blondie song enough <laughs> 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 Catherine ross thank you Jeannie. yeah not not bancroft oh, yeah, she's yeah. the she's the is she the is she mrs robinson who, who so. plays mrs robinson that's her right that's Anne bancroft katherine ross is uh is the girl the Elaine? Speaking of... I think her name was Elaine. The was it Elaine
0: bringing it back to Seinfeld? Which is funny because... he's hammering
2: f- on the glass and going, is he going... Uh, what is he saying? Uh, uh, is it Elaine? Elaine!
0: Oh, Boy, I can't... I
2: need to, apparently I need to watch The Graduate again too because it's apparently been a really been a really long time. Well, it's
0: an old movie and, you know, how many opportunities are there? But really?
2: Plastics. Plastics. There you guy.
0: go. What's that song at the end of the... Um uh, so, I know enough about American Gigolo to know there's a song where uh Angelina Jolie's dad and uh, John
2: Voight. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody's talking, talking at me. You're talking about Midnight that song, Cowboy. That's
0: the one. Oh, Midnight Cowboy, not American Gigolo. That's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Midnight Cowboy.
2: Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right.
0: That's the one I am. Very seen. different
2: film. Blondie, no song at Midnight Cowboy. Mm, no. Also, uh, Dustin Hoffman does not go, I'm walking here yes, in that, uh,
0: American Gigolo. That never happens. Okay. Richard
2: Gere goes, I'm walking
0: here. What's great, though, is there's a Seinfeld that brings us all back, because there's a Seinfeld it episode where Jerry and I guess Jerry and <laughs> Kramer are in the back of a bus, and yes. Kramer's all sad, and they're playing that music, and I guess they're reproducing that a scene. They are
2: reproducing the scene from The Graduate. And Seinfeld, John Voigt, The Pencil, and... Uh, uh, I mean, there's, there's connections all over the place to yeah. what, everything we just mentioned.
0: John Voight's car.
2: John Voight's car.
0: I remember all these things. His bite marks. Yeah, yep. his bite marks. I mean, these are easy things to remember. Why Elaine's third story didn't stay with me, I don't know. I still don't really know what it was about other than the, what you just said. Yeah. You read the thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, it's, oh, yeah.
2: Uh, I described it. I described it and I still can't remember
0: it. And some of my favorite sea stories on that show are Elaine's stories.
2: Yes. Like right.
0: her and Mr. Pitt and uh, all
2: that. For it, sure. For sure. Amazing. Put, everything with putty was fantastic. All of and it. Finn her and Square. Yeah, her and Peterman. Amazing. Yes, yes.
0: Elaine. The urban sombrero. You may know it as Burma, but I know it oh guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's so great. My- Myanmar. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. I love that guy. Anyway, there's that. Yeah, I feel better. I feel like I got some therapy on good, this. Good, so.
2: good. Well, I, I don't know if I helped. I just really commiserated.
0: Well, you didn't hurt. That's all I can do. You didn't yeah. hurt. That's all that matters. All right. Shojo wrote in.
2: Oh, I like this. Yeah. Okay.
0: She says, good morning, buttholes. That's how she does oh, that.
2: Oh Well, okay. All right.
0: She says, I have maybe a weird question, but first, let me set it up. Is she in the chat today? Let's see. I don't see her. Maybe that's good. A quick,
2: quick way to tell is to type s h o and no she is not there's not no. There today. Sure nope.
0: Here's what she says. I was born and raised in San Diego and we were taught how to identify rip currents so that we didn't get swept up by the ocean and die out in the middle of deep water. I'd never heard of rip currents but it makes sense on the face of it, right? Mm-hmm, Something mm-hmm. that pulls you out like a rip tide. Yeah. Yep. Like the show Rip Tide. Same
2: same kind of thing as a Rip yeah. Tide.
0: Uh, Dunaway. Except
2: fewer dumb robots.
0: Yeah, and Dunaway's probably excited just hearing the word. Riptide
2: yeah, because... any mention of Riptide, it's like the bat signal to it, one of one of Brian uh, Dunaway's ears just perked up.
0: Yeah, you guys need Dunaway say Riptide, you'll yeah. be good three times, and he he shows up in your house. Yep, shoots bees out of his mouth. Anyway, <laughs> um, it says when I lived in Bakersfield, meth capital of California. Mm-hmm. She she didn't say that part. I did. <laughs> um, we learned that you should never go uh, river rafting without a professional at the Kern River because I cannot tell you how often the news reports uh, had dead bodies that washed up every summer multiple times. Uh, when I lived in Lancaster, I don't know where that is, is that California? Oh, it must be.
2: Yeah, it's, it's California.
0: It <clears throat> says, uh, we learned that you should never go hiking alone. It's very easy to slip and fall to your death in the Los Angeles forest. The cliffs don't care how pro you are. He says, now I live here in Las Vegas. I have no desire to go to Lake Mead. I've been named, the, sorry, it's been named the deadliest lake in the U.S. because so many people die from drowning. We average 25 deaths a year. I didn't know that. That's tough.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that either. And they find them. When the water level goes down, they keep finding those guys. <laughs> yeah, bodies. they
0: keep finding those guys. Why, she says, because people get drunk and irresponsible. They don't wear life jackets. There are no lifeguards on duty. So you're basically swimming at your own risk. So my question is. What is the local danger that residents warn folks about where you live? Like, don't do this or you're going to die type stuff. Much love. Let's roll buttholes. Shoujo. <laughs> well, let's help Sarah here. Brian, do you, is there anywhere in, yeah. in uh, the Denver, um, either metropolitan area or outside yeah. of it where people are like, oh, no, I wouldn't go up there if I were you? Don't don't go to Aurora. <laughs> <All> <laughs> to right. avoid,
2: that's where they filmed cops. Don't go to Aurora, Colorado. Gotcha. Um. No, I mean, like, you know, thinking more of, like, the dangers, you know, Lookout Mountain, uh, there, you know, there's warnings all the time up there. People cycle. Oh, my God. They cycle up Lookout Mountain, and it's a, it is an intense bike ride. It's beautiful. It overlooks the, um, the whole city. Mm-hmm. But there's no guardrail, and there's no bike lane either. So, if you've got cars going up and down Lookout Mountain, and you're on a bike, you're basically, uh, between the cars and the cliff, and uh yeah, that's bad. that, that seems bad. it seems bad it is bad, yeah, yeah, there's plenty you know what plenty of other places I'll ride my bike, no, thank you, look on mountain sure,
0: sure, absolutely
2: uh, but as far as like uh
0: like a natural you know, place or like a as
2: we do get we get the same river rafting things that they talk about. We get the same uh mountain climbing things that, that Shoujo talked about. I can't think of like a specific um. Yeah, I can't think of a specific uh, thing. Yeah, Wes. Wes in the chat says, Dude, we drove up Lookout Mountain a few weeks ago. Going downhill, those bikers were passing us going like 60 miles per oh, hour. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah. They fly down that damn thing.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. That's That can be. Any canyon yeah, watch, bike ride and stuff is a bit dangerous.
2: Find uh, find video. like Just look up YouTube, uh, folks, and and look at uh, Lookout Mountain Cycling. And you'll probably get video of somebody on a bike with their GoPro Doing video of the ride down Lookout Mountain or yeah, up?
0: That, that sounds horrible. I wouldn't do it. Um, you've done it though, right?
2: You've been on there? No, no, I've, no. I've never done Lookout Mountain. I haven't written on that.
0: I'm going to tell people my friend Brian Ebert was on Lookout Mountain just to make you sound yeah, okay. cooler.
2: I've anyway. gone up there because it's also a great um, uh, makeout spot. You oh. go up there, there's places to park. You take, you fog up all the windows. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's, high school, that's uh, the, high school business up there. That's road. the danger, exactly. That's the that's the danger. Um, uh, that, that I'll encounter on Lookout Mountain.
0: That's right. You either come down dead or pregnant. One of those. two. One of the two. Yeah. Maybe both. So I'm Ooh. reading here: five national parks in Utah are ranked among the most dangerous in the United States. Um, that because I was. That's what I was trying to think of. It's like, oh, what, what here? What, what of our natural wonders is going to get me killed in Utah? And turns out, five are, are considered dangerous. Canyonlands and mm-hmm. Moab is number 24. Arches National Park is ranked 31. I've been there, uh, along with Capitol Reef and Bryce Canyon at 42. Zion's National Park, though, is in the top 10. Hmm. Uh, So you want to be careful there. But if I'm talking about like local lore kind of stuff, like growing up, Mm -hmm. people would Mm -hmm. say don't go there. There's a place called Suicide Rock (laughs) that is... um, It was around even when my dad was a kid. This is how old this thing is. And people would climb up it to spray paint or tag it or put, you Um, know, I love Shirley or whatever... And so the thing's just covered in all this stuff, which actually made it worse to climb because it was less... uh, You just had a lot of paint, and it was not great for grippage. Grippage? Mm -hmm. Grippage. Grippage, sure. Sure. I'll Um, accept that. So lots of people fall to their death (laughs) off of that thing. (laughs) So we have people falling by accident and dying on it. Uh People get drunk up there, fall, and die. And then other people literally go up there to jump off and commit suicide. So it's like this... This really notorious thing. And many times the city and the county are like, we're going to take that down. That rock's coming down. We're putting, we're taking that down. And they never do because there's so much resistance because a lot of people see it as like a recognizable, long standing landmark. It's a
2: landmark. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So they don't care how much deaths around it. But I think that's probably it. When I was a kid, people would say, oh, I wouldn't go up there if I were you. Kind of. (laughs) That was the deal. Um, And then the one place, the Grand Canyon, which we have a chunk of here and of course Arizona and Sure. And whatnot. It always seems like some jackass is going over the rope and getting up too close and then slipping.
2: Right. Taking a selfie on the other side of the rail. Yeah. Is, is basically, yeah.
0: How dumb do you have to be? Dead yeah, Horse Point that. is also like that. That's in Moab, I guess. And people just get, get weird. They go past the ropes and they want to see over the edge, which is a really amazing, it's an amazing view, but...
2: Why risk that stuff, man? Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe uh, get a get a, a friend and tie a rope around your waist, and then you know, then you can go look over the edge, and <laughs> yeah, they can they can hold on to you if they need to. I've only been
0: to so to her whole email about Lake Mead. I've yeah. been there one time for a yeah. scout trip, and we we mm. both we mostly camped, but we also did a little water skiing. And I remember at the time thinking, this lake is cool, and if I lived closer, I'd go here all the time. Mm-hmm. But these days, because partly because it's so low, I think. Um, I don't know if and I don't know if this winter helped or not. I don't know if Lake Mead's still dropping. I don't know what the deal is, but it's not a lake I would it's not one I'd prioritize now. If I'm gonna make a lake trip, sure. I'm not gonna plan to go to Mead. I'd probably go I'd if probably you, go to Bear you know, Lake again or something. Yeah. If
2: you had a motorboat and water skis and stuff like that, you might, but yeah, I don't I don't see Lake Mead as the kind of place in that heat that I'd want to camp on the side mm-hmm. roast some hot dogs dip into the water every once in a while it's like no that's I've, there's there's better lakes near me that, that I'd much rather do that with Yeah,
0: now that I think about it high school was also riddled with the warnings about going to Utah Lake which is kind of smack between hmm. like actually from where I am it's a straight shot to where Orem is except there's a giant lake called Utah Lake in our way and they even talked about putting the highway over it, and they never did. But anyway, it's this lake. And as kids, it was a quick way to go and do a an afternoon Saturday uh, lake run, you know? Like, yeah, we're just going to yeah. go get on the boat and have some fun for a few hours or whatever. It was cheap, and you could just go launch your boat and whatever. So we did that a lot when we were younger. But the water always kind of had like a rainbow film on top of it, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That it's kind weird of fish yeah, showing crazy. up yeah, yeah, it was bad.
0: It was bad and I feel like we tangled up the prop three or four times there and then one time Oh, they pulled a body out of there once that was totally no. unrelated to us, obviously, but uh, <laughs> Sure. Yeah. That's, what you say. That's, a, that's a weird way to put that, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, totally yeah, unrelated,
2: out, to me. unrelated to us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Anyway, be careful out there, everybody. Shoujo would like to warn you. There's dangers everywhere. All right?
2: Speaking of uh, Shoujo in Vegas, uh, next month, as you know, I'm going to Vegas with uh, our friends Tanner and Alex and Barry Folk and Tristan. We're doing like a little... We're basically um, taking our D&D group on the road. (laughs) Nice. Going to Vegas for uh, for a few days, yeah. and uh, Midzula was nice enough to reach out to me and say, "Hey Brian, you know that uh, that Spice Girls tribute that you missed in July that was just like one month long in um, at at Excalibur? Yeah, they're bringing it back, and shows start the week before you go out on your trip. So I'm going to go see that stupid." <laughs> Stupid, that's that's great. How's,
0: how's the Excalibur venue? Is it okay? Is it a
2: Yeah, I've never been. I've never been to the Australian Bee Gees show or Thunder <laughs> Down Under or Tournament of Kings. I don't know what any of their dumb venues are like at uh, at freaking uh, Excalibur. But uh, they do have this. And Benzula says the show's really good. Hmm. Uh, I trust him, obviously, of course. He's, he's our Vegas Sherpa. Yeah. But, uh, boy, watching the YouTube video, it's like, this is going to be a very interesting uh evening mm-hmm. and uh and everybody else is in it i haven't checked with tristan yet but i bought him a ticket anyway
0: oh they would <laughs> all yeah it sounds like something they'd all want to do
2: yeah exactly you know? tanner is totally into it barry's barry's like i'm in just send me a playlist i don't know what i'm going to be hearing
0: <laughs> oh and tanner we heard about your i guess he has to have an eye operation uh oh, yeah Poor that yeah, sucks geez. take it from someone who's had a couple of those I hate eye stuff. Eyes, the eyes are, yeah. man, what an amazing organ the eye is. Incredible mm-hmm. uh, organic device that helps us sense and see and live and, you know, all that. And when you, when you, when the thread of it is, is le- le- looming over you, you got somebody putting a knife in there.
3: It's mm-hmm.
2: effed. It's the fragile, the most fragile thing of all time. You That's know, right. it feels like it's,
0: yeah. Which would you rather have, Brian? Tell me. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's one of these where, it where is one both of these things
2: completely suck. If you're, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right, you're right. These are going to both suck. But let's, let's yeah. just say somebody had a, an ice pick. Let's we'll say an ice pick.
2: <laughs> okay, let's say it's Sharon Stone. Sure. Okay.
0: Eye or testicle. Oh. <laughs> and either way, it's the same process of stab right through the middle of it.
2: Good Lord. You're horrible.
0: I know, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. You're horrible. So gotcha. which way, if you had to choose, though? If you had to.
2: Uh... I'm gonna go testicle
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say testicle Bob <laughs> that's an amazing line I'm gonna say testicle
2: in the butt Bob
0: <laughs> um yeah I would too because you can't yeah. you couldn't see out of that thing anyway right yeah and we're exactly. kind of done with ours and
2: it's gonna hurt you're definitely done with mine yeah you're <laughs> right now they right now they just get in the way when I get on the bike they're just a pain, they're a pain in pain the ass well you can get those Painting removed, testimony. I guess.
0: You don't want to, probably. Like, what, what, it, okay, I mean, uh, here's another question. <laughs> Here it comes. If you,
2: Scott, yes, let me answer that question for you. Yeah,
0: uh, let me uh, let me get a good one on this one. So, if you've been vasectomized or whatever,
2: sure, which I have.
0: Uh, yeah, and a lot of people have. If you went and just had those buggers removed entirely, what would that do to people? It, it's still because they, they
2: still don't they. I know they don't produce. Uh, they don't produce active sperm, but they still aren't they still producing testosterone or something? Testosterone.
0: Well, you do need I mean, that still... to stay yeah. healthy. I mean, you want to have that's good levels fun. or whatever. Yeah.
2: But my levels already suck. I got low T, man. Yeah, you have low T. Exactly. Maybe low you tea, need maybe you need a third. Maybe it's less <laughs> about getting rid of yours and maybe. Okay. Would you donate
0: of... like a kidney? Would you donate a testicle to your Good Morning Show f- friend? I
2: would absolutely give you one of my. Yeah, I mean that's not too.
0: Yeah, you'd be. <laughs> we'd have a real ball with it we'll see if we can get yeah. that done it's not as good <laughs> as your joke but was pretty good uh all right uh well there you go that went places thank you for uh that show joe you uh created a monster um let's move on to talk about <laughs> some of this news that broke since we
3: last yeah, spoke. Please.
0: it's time for the news and it's brought to you by
2: brought to you by coverville today at 12 p.m Ooh, an hour early what that's crazy uh, yeah, Coverville today, uh, the music of Robbie Robertson, who passed away last week, uh, lead singer of the band, not lead singer, guitarist from the band, because you had uh, you had Levon Helm, you had uh, Rick Danko, you had a lot of vocalists in that band, and you can hear them all when you hear that song, The Weight. Mm. Uh, Take a load off, Annie. But oh. no, not not Robbie Robertson, J. Jonah Jameson's assistant, Robbie Robertson. That oh. guy's fine. He's still
0: alive. He's still around. He's doing just fine. Yeah. But uh, he lives but, on forever yes. in comics. He'll
2: never die. Lives on forever in comics. But yeah. no, Robbie Robertson, uh, incredible songwriter, and you'll hear covers of a lot of his solo stuff, like Broken Broken Arrow is one of those just amazing songs. What's the band uh,
0: What's of, the ba- the bandy was in though? I don't think he's the said. band. Yeah. The, yeah. The name of the band
2: is just the band. The band. Yeah. That's they're called the band. They're called the band. That was before search engine optimization, Scott. That was before... (laughs) That was when you could walk into a record store and you could say, hey, do you have the newest album by the band? And they go, yes, we do. It's right Uh, here. It's music from Big Pink. Enjoy, bud. I
0: I respect that because the band or live... Is another yes, one yes or
2: the 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 like well, man that's a those are those are such dangerous moves I love it I kind of they respect really are it. yeah you could you would not do that in this day and age like Mm-mm. fun with a period uh, you know listen Jack Entinoff I think you've 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 got a great band there but uh, maybe you should have thought a little bit more about your uh, your your SEO strategy yeah you can't oh call yeah you, yeah you know. ch- ch- you're right the three exclamation points oh, yes
0: jeez um is anyone called right. music who is there a band <laughs> called music. Do you know?
2: Um, <laughs> that would be so dumb. The music that would be dumb. Yeah, there probably is music. Yeah,
0: the music band. It says yeah. here that there is. I'm sure, right? Um,
2: I mean, how would you search for it? Oh, how would you yeah. Google that?
0: Here it is. The music is an alternative English rock band. Uh, 99. See, that's even. Oh, they're still working. Oh, they parted ways in 2011, uh, but still, uh, still, it's just the music, really
2: music yeah. who's
0: playing tonight the music well yeah but who's playing it
2: <laughs> i see you listen david and don's band was not called the was not was it was just was not was oh and there's parentheses in there too by the way it's was and then parentheses not was
0: oh okay oh update A yeah. uh, quick update everybody my brother replied i said happy late birthday to my brother yeah. he replied says haha i already ate it <laughs> so Thanks. there you go anyway back to this so the coverville tomorrow coverville today, today noon. Noon,
2: twitch.tv slash coverville playing some marvel snap and uh but no time today for uh follow-up games that's why i'm doing the show early because i've got some stuff i've got to do this afternoon so no
0: worries uh
2: so there you go oh shoujo just showed up should we redo her whole let's do the question? whole, segment over, uh, the whole yep. segment over again the whole segment over again
0: the entire uh 28 minutes of her focused email We talked a lot about you, Shojo. You're going to want to go back and hear it. Oh,
2: my gosh. Boy, the things we said about you. Yeah, you won't believe it. Holy cow.
0: You're going to have to change your your thing from let's-go-buttholes to something much more serious.
2: (laughs) That's right. Okay?
0: All right. Let's
2: get to the news.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Supermarket AI meal planner. This is a thing. People are having these now. It's a thing, and we expected it. Uh, But it suggested a recipe that would actually create chlorine gas and kill you. Uh, That's a dangerous deal. Sure. A New Zealand and I, and supermarket. They
2: think it's accidental. Yeah,
0: they sure, sure it is. Uh, New Zealand supermarket experimenting with using AI to generate meal plans has seen its app produce some unusual dishes, recommending customers uh, recipes for deadly chlorine gas, poison bread sandwiches, and mosquito repellent roast potatoes. <laughs> Good lord! Oh, um, this is an app created by supermarket chain Pack and Save. I, I, I assume this is just in New Zealand. I don't know. Uh, It was advertised as a way for customers to create, or sorry, creatively use leftovers during a cost of living crisis. It asks users to enter in various ingredients in their homes and then auto generates a meal plan or recipe along with uh, a cheery commentary. Uh, It initially drew attention on social media for some unappealing recipes, including
2: Oreo vegetable stir fry. Mm, That sounds terrific. I don't want that at all. Oreo vegetable stir fry. Can you imagine? Do you crush up the Oreos or do you just lay them in the uh the, the wok? Uh oh,
0: like just discs. They're just discs in there. <laughs> just the discs. I don't think Oh that's...
2: no, all this double stuff melted out. Oh horrible
0: idea. My gosh. Um well
2: anyway, my favorite, because... my favorite recipe from all this is something called meat bending. Mm.
0: Meat meat bending? Meat bending. <laughs> I can almost hear Rise
2: Davies say it. Yes, you can. Wait, is that his name? Yeah, I think that's right.
0: Rise. Yeah, Rize. ladies. I always mix him up with the guy that plays Gimli.
2: John John Rize Davis. Yeah. I can't. It it's rise just impossible. Reese Reese rise.
0: rise Reese? Is it Reese? I don't know. I loved him I on uh, his character. Uh, the kid he played on Bob's Burgers is still one of the greatest moments in television history.
2: Oh, rise Darby. Rise yeah, Darby. Right. That's it. Right, right, right. Thank you.
0: Oh, he's so great. I love that guy. Yep. Uh, one customer began, or when customers began experimenting with the uh, the thing, entering a wider range of household shopping items into the app, began to make even less appealing recommendations. One recipe is dubbed uh, "aromatic water mix," which would create chlorine <laughs> gas. The bot recommends the recipe for the perfect perfect non alcoholic beverage to quench your thirst and refresh your senses. Oh, it'll do it all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, served. Chill. Never be thirsty again. Yeah, I will. I never drink anything ever again. Served chilled and enjoy the refreshing fragrance, it says, but does not note that inhaling chlorine gas can cause lung damage or death. Yeah, we got to be, be a little better about these things, I think. Yeah, you know?
2: yeah. yeah, yeah the AI's still got its, got it's issues. Got it's you saw my reply about that uh, that Frank Sinatra thing, right? Like, the music mm. they pulled was exact—I mean, it is the the postmodern jukebox. And the dude who posted that, that break stuff guy on TikTok, yeah. didn't come forward about that until people said, dude, that's the music from— from uh, Postmodern Jukebox. He says, oh yeah, yeah, that's the music from Postmodern Jukebox but the Frank Sinatra voice is AI and I'm like, now it sounds a little suspect.
0: Now right? I don't know if I believe you and ever you ever say anything ever again. Exactly.
2: Because I've heard Toby Huss's uh, version of Frank Sinatra. His impersonation, it sounds really good. And so does this.
0: Well, here he is singing. I'll do a taste of this Wonderwall Do you have cover. another?
2: Does he do a different uh, thing?
0: Yeah, I got a couple of these. Um, okay. Let's try this one. It's
2: probably going to be the Mike Flowers Pops Wonderwall, isn't it? Uh, there are many things that I would like to say to you,
0: but I don't know how. I don't know if that's a... I don't know. That's hard to say.
2: That sounded a little electronic right there in the hell.
0: Yeah. How about this one? Uh, that
2: still could be the postmodern jukebox Wonderwall, though.
0: It could be. How about this one?
2: Well,
0: that doesn't sound oh, right at all. Yeah, that is
2: very electronic. Yeah, okay. That's pretty
0: bad. Let's see. Yeah.
2: So that's, that's bad AI Sinatra is what that is.
0: Okay, how about this one? This one kind of caught me.
3: Here you go. If you wanna run away with me into a galaxy, and I can take you for a ride.
2: Oh well, yeah, that's, that's, that's levi- levitating by uh, Dua Lipa. Uh, Dua Lipa, but it's the postmodern jukebox levitating. Is it the yes? Ah. But it's, it's not even, not even like. Oh yeah, the AI must have uh, used a little bit of that. No, it's basically they did that. They stripped out the stripped uh, out female lyrics. vocals that they had for Postmodern Jukebox and put that uh, Sinatra uh,
0: on top of, hoping it. that nobody would notice. Sounds exactly,
2: like. yeah. yeah. Oh, why? But can't? I do. I love that song anyway. Did oh, you ever watch really the uh, yeah. uh, Music Exploder song exploder? Did you ever watch the song exploder um, on Netflix about that song? No. Uh, okay. All right. Quick. Is it quick good? Kick ass. Uh, mental here right now. Bonus. Right. Boop, do, do,
0: do, do, oh boop, boop, my gosh, Rekmental. I'm so excited! All right, go ahead. Yes,
2: uh, on Netflix there is um, a show called Song Exploder. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me make sure it's still on. Yes, it still is. Good. Uh, series one. I think they did two two seasons. Oops. Uh, back up. Back up. Back up. I don't want. I don't want to start the show. I just want details.
0: Sure. Give here me some go. details.
2: Um, this is the podcast, basically the. Um, the NPR Song Exploder Podcast mm-hmm. and what they do is the dude who hosts it, uh, Hrishkesh Hirway, interviews musicians about one specific song, and then they look at the stems, the individual tracks um for that song and strip it down and say, okay, let's just listen to the drums here. Tell me about this. Oh, tell me about this uh, guitar lick right here. And Dua Lipa, like this is what made me a fan of Dua Lipa mm. was her interview on, um, song exploder. Oh,
0: I have to check but, this um, out. She's really smart. I like, she her. really is. Yeah, yeah. She's,
2: she's, she's got it uh, going on upstairs, but another really good one on there is, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's wait for it. Um, so from, uh, Hamilton, um they, they do a, like a little breakdown of every note of um of wait for it from uh, uh hamilton it's fantastic it these things great. are 30 minutes long fit one in right, easy i like that easy. podcast
0: the podcast i already liked i didn't know they did a, video, uh, a show version that's cool
2: yeah yeah,
0: uh, I will check that out. I heard an, it's yes. the same reason I was sold on Leap. It was this whole separate thing, but I heard an interview with her about an album drop, and I thought, well, this is going to be a bunch of teeny bob, horrible.
2: Yeah, I thought, and the she's same thing. so
0: intelligent, so smart, and so like articulate, and it's not yes. that I didn't expect a beautiful woman and, to be smart and, and, and articulate. Humble.
2: Like she's not like, Oh yeah. Well, you know, this is just about my friends and I are just really like to dance in clubs. And so this song is about us dancing. in. Clubs. Right. It's
0: not like that at all. She sounds like somebody no. I'd want to have, if we had a zombie survivor group, I'd want her in it you know <laughs> for a couple of reasons
2: yeah well neither of us are repopulating the earth my friend um, uh, I might I still oh you know, I think that back yeah you, yeah, I never had can, the, 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 the Mr. sniff Mr. Two Balls yeah, yeah but yeah. I don't think they're very
0: I don't think they're great swimmers anymore I think they're all kind of like hey I'm I'm tired you know,
2: they're, uh, yeah, they've, they've gotten their seven gold medals and they've retired from the 300 meter butterfly, is what yeah, you're saying.
0: Yeah. They just show up for, to do, to do color commentary at the Olympics now. They don't actually compete anymore. Um, all right. Moving on. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. Right. Don't
0: eat these foods from this AI thing, is what I'm getting at. Yeah,
2: yeah. Don't, don't, don't use those recipes. It's not hello fresh.
0: No, never is it hello or fresh. Here's one from a suburban Detroit woman. Okay. Uh, suburban detroit woman what's her powers we haven't done this in a while
2: suburban detroit woman uh able to visit uh the the, the rock and roll uh the mecca known Wow, <laughs> town right. just by driving down the street because she's got nothing else to do yeah. excelsior that's
0: right take that detroit michigan i'm sure we'll yeah. get no emails on that uh let's see she found or she says she found a live frog in a spinach container so you know that bag of salad you're always buying yes uh yeah. so imagine those containers full of spinach a woman in uh, detroit opened hers up and bam a live frog hanging out in there chilling sweet yeah uh, makes, just
2: munching just be like hey man yeah i found I'm, this I'm, first this is my spinach
0: says amber warwick of uh, Southfield says she bought the Sealed Earthbound Farm spinach package earlier this week from a major store. Is that how you say that? Major? Meyer. Meyer. Oh, just Meyer, the J-Silent?
2: Meyer. Yeah, the J-Silent.
0: It's it's a dumb... It's like German or something, right? I think so. I don't yeah. know what that we, is, they, dumb Germans. Yeah.
2: We don't have them here, but we had, when we did our... Um, uh, when we did the, the newspaper software company, we had... Um, what was it called? Scarborough data. People's mm-hmm. shopping habits. And we're like, Megger, Megger. Meager yeah. Meager And somebody said, no, it's just, it's just Meyer.
0: <laughs> we have a, we had Fred Meyer here, but it was spelled normal. I assume mm-hmm. they're not connected. They're also owned now by Kroger, I think. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. WJBKTV reported this. When she got home, her daughter found a live frog in the container and screamed. She went, mm-hmm. she went, ribbit. Ah!
2: Like that. <laughs> Came out of the bag going, Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello, my darling. <laughs> Hello, my right until girl. Until she, she, until she pulled out her phone to try and capture it, then it just sat
0: there. I don't know if there's a cartoon that had a bigger impact on me.
2: <laughs> I love that
0: one. Honestly, it's so good, poor dude.
2: Guy. It just stresses me out because this poor guy, this frog, does this amazing thing, and he can't get anybody to believe him. Yeah, And it just, it just upsets me so much.
0: It was the moment, though, I realized that chuck jones is a genius like he's it is so i don't know if it's ever been matched he's so good anyway uh this woman oh yeah amber warwick i already mentioned that uh it was alive and moving she says just thank god i didn't eat the frog wait are you telling Mm. us to thank god you didn't eat the frog are you saying
2: yeah i know because it does sound like she's telling us to thank god she didn't eat the frog i think she should thank him because i don't know her Maybe yeah. she's a terrible person and should have eaten the frog. I don't know. Well, if you took the bones out, it wouldn't be crunchy, would
0: it? Yeah, it's just a frog. Crunchy frog. <laughs> Warwick said she immediately returned the package and the frog to the store. Workers were re- <laughs> they released the frog and gave her a refund. <laughs> it released it outside, I hope, not in yeah, the store. Release,
2: yeah, released the frog into the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the iceberg lettuce. Yeah, department. who knows
0: where it'll show up next. That's the next person. You found the frog.
2: You got a free bag of salad.
0: Let's see. The TV station's video showed the frog in a sealed container. Jennifer Holton, spokesman for the Michigan Department of Agriculture on rural 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 development, told the uh, Detroit Free Press, "You've been there.
2: I have been there. Yes,
0: that's familiar from stories prior.
2: And and I remember about as much of the Detroit Free Press as anything else in in uh, Michigan. That's about it.
0: Closest I ever got to Detroit was the airport." And that was in 2018. And that airport... Doesn't count. You have to leave awesome. the airport
2: and have a meal for for it to count. Uh, that's true. The I haven't
0: technically been in... I've only been in... Well, I guess I was outside the building, but I never went anywhere past the airport's boundaries. But I, that's an awesome airport. I was not told how good the Detroit airport is, or the new... I guess it's new-ish. Hmm. But it was great. How long ago was this? Uh, 2018. Oh, when I went to Columbus. You it was went our to uh,
2: Columbus, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It's been... It was in the '90s that I was there, and I don't remember it being a good airport. So that's a. Apparently, they've redone the airport. Yeah, I think so. Two.
0: Unlike that thing up in Seattle, what do you guys that you guys call an airport? What is See it? Tech? What is? I hate that place. <laughs> there are two airports I don't like: that and Dallas Fort Worth. D I
2: oh, I was gonna say D I A because of the uh, the terminal uh, having to go Oh terminals. yeah, it had
0: yeah that was just a bad circumstance. Otherwise, you have a very cool airport. It's awesome. But yeah. making me run around that giant wiener.
2: No, but DFW, DFW. I would agree, and I'm sorry, but uh, Hartsfield Jackson. It's it's a uh, it's a a bit. It's a huge airport. It's such a sprawling airport. It's difficult. Uh, yeah, you don't. I one does not say, simply man, I'd, I'd, walk I'd in. Do yeah. LAX is even horrible too. I'm yeah, to LAX think is of, bad. LAX is bad. Real bad. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, North Carolina's airport is lovely. You've got rocking chairs in front of a big plate glass window. You can sit there, and yep. while you wait for your flight, just rock in some rocking mm-hmm. chairs.
0: Oh, as an alternative to LAX, whenever we'd go to BlizzCon, we would go to John Wayne International. Yeah. Love yeah. that That's little airport. Great, That's airport. great
2: airport. It's a great little airport. Yeah. yeah. It's got a big Going John to Wayne Disneyland, statue. You go to John Wayne.
0: Yeah, don't, don't even bother with LAX. if you can. It's more expensive, but if you can do it
2: speaking of which are you uh, gonna take a little uh, journey out to California in November
0: don't know yet and, uh, um if they' I, I'm, everyone is still waiting to see if they're gonna do press availability stuff sure I'm gonna apply for that if they they said they're gonna do it so I'm just it's just a matter of time but if not um I don't know maybe yeah. it might be fun I'm to go con- out that way anyway but I don't know if I'm I have-
2: considering going just you know just to be out there I'll go visit the uh, the guild the guild hall in the hotel and uh and then i might just uh, hit some disneyland you know just go go I wonder see if the there new, will uh,
0: be do you think there'll be a guild hall this year i don't know maybe there will oh be. i don't know yeah i don't know i have no it's idea.
2: true i haven't heard about it usually we do by now right like the
0: yeah my guess is um, my guess is people are a little soured on it i don't know like it's been a long haul from 2019 till now in terms of blizzard <laughs> issues mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and problems and ups and downs and all that. I don't know. Yeah. No one's talked to me, yeah. which tell which, which probably means it probably isn't happening because nobody's going to want to spend the two grand or whatever.
2: No. So I'd go out there just to hang out with, uh, you know, if you're out there, wine Zirple probably would be out there. Well, I don't, I don't know. know.
0: They're all, they're all hardcore, uh, what do you call Gate? It? no the other one um,
2: Oh, uh, Final Fantasy yeah not, uh, Final, Final
0: Fantasy 14 Final Fantasy okay so they went to Fan Fest in Vegas two weeks ago or whatever it was three weeks hmm. maybe
2: oh right yeah and
0: that's Something their BlizzCon that. basically I think they're probably done if I had to guess
2: okay well, a lot maybe has I changed won't even, go. Won't even bother I'll a lot go, of stuff yeah. has changed
0: it's weird like you know between the last time there was a BlizzCon and now the instance yeah. ended uh, so on a personal level that was a big change um, the since I went, oh my gosh, so much has changed. It's just a big <laughs> different thing now. I don't know, and plus yeah. they didn't have it for three years, so yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, it, I certainly don't have a strong desire to go to the con itself, but uh,
0: I mean, I wouldn't mind again if they give me press stuff. If I'll they go. give you
2: a ticket, sure.
0: Yeah, if I get press stuff, I'm sure I'm absolutely going, but I don't mm-hmm. know if they're going to do it or not because they're.
2: They'd have to give me a ticket in the hotel. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I need it. That's the other thing. I won't. And they. And in the past when I would get them, they would do that too. So I would get hotel and I would get uh, access and then plus the upstairs stuff and all that. Like that's the whole point of it. If they don't do that or if they're doing it differently this year and it's like – because they may have changed their whole approach to this since their big PR fallouts. I don't know. I don't know.
2: I'll just wait until I do my big – Round the country road trip coverville on the road
0: hell yeah man
2: and then i'll and then i'll do uh then i'll do orange county
0: you're gonna put your um let's see what would you, i guess you just drive your kia right
2: i would drive the kia it would be yeah. the soul the soul of love hmm. just uh just took it in for its hundred thousand mile um service and uh the dealership is like dude you take they have been taking really good care of this car. Like, uh, this thing purrs like a kitten and it's 10 years old. Yeah. It's a 2013. Kia's are good, man. I don't like yeah. their new
0: logo, but I like their cars. Their new yeah. logo is weird. I don't like it.
2: Cause it's like missing some, it looks like it's missing. This seems spots. like bad
0: design to me. Yeah. Like the letters don't look like letters. I know they're kind of supposed to just evoke letters. I just, I don't know. Maybe the old one wasn't great either.
2: The old one wasn't great. Yeah. The one with the oval. I like the new one. I like the, uh, like it looks like a it looks like a little zigzag. My
0: favorite Actually let's do this real quick.
2: Favorite Ken, car favorite logo. Favorite car logo?
0: I'm gonna go Ooh. with uh I like the Acura logo for one reason. It's kind of just an A, mm. but it's an A that is morphed from the H that is Honda, the parent company, who also makes Acura. Mm-hmm. And so it looks like they took the Honda H and
2: went
0: and made a little sharp A out of it. And I don't know why I like that, but I like that. For um, some reason, simple, easy, you know.
2: I like uh, Toyotas. Mm-hmm. It's like the three, the three uh, um, ovals. Mm. But you can make all the letters in Toyota using those three. Like basically, you can you can isolate different parts of that that uh, that symbol to mm. spell to use all the letters of Toyota.
0: Yeah, that actually, <laughs> I never even thought of that before. That's true. I'm looking at it right now. You totally can. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know the worst one? Land Rover. Land put Rover's Land pretty Rover. bad. Are you even trying? Like yeah. did you did you just say, "Well, let's just put the words Land Rover in a circle." Yeah. Call that a logo.
0: That same Alfa Romeo's like that. I don't like theirs. Mm. I yeah. don't like Ferrari's. Ferraris you no, know, Ferrari that
2: whole uh, coat of arms. Oh no, Ferrari's the horse. Which one's the Lamborghini the coat of arms?
0: Uh, Lambr- is it Lamborghini? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty lame. I think the Mercedes one is pretty iconic. That one's cool. Yeah. Volkswagen's yeah. cool. You know what? The German ones are pretty cool.
2: Pretty cool. I um, give those
0: Germans some uh, some uh, love, you know?
2: Volkswagen, yeah.
0: Yeah. Chevrolet makes me think old and busted, but there's no reason to think that. Austin, Aston Martin's kind of cool. It's like a pair of wings. I like that. Oh, I like the oh, yeah. half Olympics. Uh, it
2: looks like the plastic thing that pilots used to give, that the flight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> attendant used to give you when you got on a plane. Aston Martin sucks.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. If I th- come on if now, you, if you see it on paper, I think it looks cooler than it does in real life. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> it's basically like it's pretty it's the lame. Cheap plastic pen that you know used to get from United.
0: Uh, Cadillac's too much cursive writing. Don't like that. Although, do you see that? Cadillac just launched their new uh, Escalade all electric, uh, called the Escalade oh, really? IQ, and this thing, Brian, is only like two hundred grand. I think you should just you know, oh, just go okay. ahead and get that, you know, and then drive got around it. the country in that, and you'll be like a gangster out there.
2: Listen, if uh, if, if if anybody wants to back that uh, level of my Patreon, sure, please be my guest. Yeah, uh, yep. I've got to sell. I got to sell a ton of these stupid little spring spring loaded <laughs> filament holders to be able to get that. <laughs>
0: Ooh, I like BMW also, I'll say that.
2: BMW is good with the yeah. little checkerboard. It's yeah. the
0: Germans, man. The Germans know how to make cool logos. Except for that it's, one logo they made in the forties. We don't like that logo. Okay, that's a bad logo. <laughs> not a good logo, game. but I'm yeah, not, not a fan of that logo. You no. Know,
2: I don't well, know. BMW, they're 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 ready for a refresh. I don't like I don't like how far apart the letter the, the letters BMW are on the top of that circle.
0: I almost wish those letters just were gone and this was it's recognizable enough just have the black rim and the two blue and the white do that I'm with you 100% you don't need the letters get them off Mm -hmm. we know enough about this at this stage Jaguar is the worst because it's always a big metal thing kids can break off Mm -hmm. you know they come up to the hood same with Rolls Rolls Royce so lame
2: Uh, what about Tesla's logo I kind of like it I like Tesla's logo like a little uh, tuxedo uh, yeah Tesla has a very
0: nice logo I think Um,
2: what's Nissan
0: these days hold on I like Nissan. I used to like Nissan.
2: Oh, it's say. just a circle with a line through it, isn't it? It's the it's the London Underground, isn't it?
0: <laughs> oh, you're right. It's just sort a name like, and a circle.
2: Oh, it's it's better than it used to be. I like the uh I like that they've really like eliminated the stripe in the middle and just put the word through the middle. Yeah. And put cool. little little uh lines to indicate. Yeah, I think Nissan's improved. Um,
0: the old Kia logo looked like the word Kia. The new Kia <laughs> logo looks like
2: Converking. it looks like an m it looks like an m with some extra lines yeah, in. yeah
0: i hate it it's a bad design <laughs> uh all right we are going to take a break when we come back from this break we're going to spend some time with wendy it's a follow-up to uh, a couple of weeks ago and we started with our whole uh internal um uh roommate, the roommate. voice yes yeah?
2: the, our roommate voice So right. we're going
0: to find so. out where this was all headed and if, whether we did our homework or not all that kind of fun stuff so stick around brian will play a little music though before brian what do you got
2: yeah, yeah. How how would you like that uh, that Tetris uh, movie? Uh, did you like that? Did you guys all still
0: haven't that? seen it? But I know that I am going to see it, and I love Tetris, so I am all in on Tetris. Love Tetris.
2: Well, how about a song that'll evoke the memory, the, the fine memory of Tetris? Not in music, but just in title. Uh, this is uh, an LA based composer and sound artist named Nick Norton. Time for time for a nice little uh, instrumental on the show uh he's got his full-length album music for sunsets coming out next month september 15th but you can pre-order it and while you wait for it you can listen to the first track from the album which is called soviets make good games uh that's the new song here from nick norton go check it out soviets make good games
1: makes us mad is wasting money on CDs with only one or two good songs. Yeah. Talk about punk. Yeah, we got this CD called punk. It's loaded with our favorite tunes, man. Yeah. Just listen. I don't know anything about any ATM.
0: we returned tell me who that was one more time
2: well it ain't in excess is about as punk as Yanni.
0: (laughs) yeah you should see this old commercial the visual almost is better because they're wearing the dumbest wigs and just (laughs) it's really
2: dumb yeah we picked up the newest punk cd who wants to buy albums that just have one good song check out some of these great artists on our punk song men or punk album men without hats wang chung in (laughs) excess You're not
0: wrong. <laughs> Almost everything is like that. It's so bad. <laughs> really, oh, I don't know who they thought they were talking to, but
3: some yeah, guy. Some wasn't guy anybody is anybody who
2: knows what funk is? Uh, hey, they, that person you just heard, that uh, instrumental you just heard, that was Nick Norton uh, from LA, uh, coming out on an album, "Music for Sunsets," comes out September 15th on People Places Records. But that's the first single. Soviets make good games.
0: All right, that's true. They made that one good game. They did make that one? Actually, make game. other good games. The game, the game Stalker 1 and 2. Uh, Is that a good game? Excellent game, yeah. Really okay. good. Right. Um, Russian developers. There's also... Oh, I could name more, but now I can't. There was one that came out okay. last year called... Uh, ah, it's the one with the, pretty, uh, the two good-looking robot ladies that hunted you down. Shit. <laughs> Chad would know. I don't know. Is this know. a game or a dream, Scott? It was really a game. It really was. Okay. and it was, like, right. it was set in a world where the Soviets Became the dominant power. U.S. lost. They win the Cold War, and they and they're everywhere. Hmm. But then all these machines go nuts. It it reminded me a little bit of like Bioshock or Bioshock Infinite.
2: Okay, I don't know Atomic Heart. Atomic Heart. Yeah,
0: it's not as good as those other games I mentioned, but it's okay. Okay. It's all right Hmm. as far as a Russian game goes. Um, Okay, let's get Wendy in. Yeah, and make this happen. Hold on one moment, please.
2: Please. Here we go. Please to get Wendy. Please
0: to get Wendy, and uh, then we'll go from there. Here you go.
2: I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry.
0: Yeah, don't worry. We have her here. My sister Wendy, an actual practicing therapist, comes over here on Thursdays and helps you people with your problems each and every week. Wendy, welcome back to the show.
4: Thank you. <laughs>
0: well, every week but last week because I had jury selection duty and uh, yeah. I didn't tell Wendy. Did yet. you get out of it? No. I, well, I mean, I I got out of it, but not. I didn't try to. They uh. they. Took us out. There's a whole, there's a whole story about this. We've told it on the show already. So I won't, I won't bore everybody one more time with it. But, but I'll tell you the gist of it. The gist was, at least I'm pretty sure this was a, uh, a case about something in technology. And the reason this theory is prominent is because they only let the first wave of people they let go, which included me, were all people with really good webcams and good microphones. Uh, who also did not struggle to get onto this Webex call they were doing. Whereas everybody <laughs> else looked like crap. Everybody else was whatever. And so our theory is they didn't want savvy people mm-hmm. uh, as part of this case. They wanted somebody who was maybe a little bit more neutral yeah. to technology issues or something. So that right. was it. Yeah, that was it. are going to be sh- like,
4: that, that dude's an idiot. He yeah. he murdered someone through zoom and I know how,
3: mm-hmm. but they, <laughs> but that they dude. of
4: course that made us sit, sit and
0: watch a half hour movie thing anyway, whether we were going to get kicked out or not. Yeah, it was really weird. I, th- I think I like the remote thing, though, because this yeah. would have been a whole day wasted down there yeah. that I have to go mm-hmm. in um, even if they would have let me go. So anyway, two more years before I'm up for uh, the, the re Yeah, Is that what they do? They give
4: you a break because that was so taxing?
0: Yep, two years. <laughs> uh, whether you serve, whether you actually get called to serve or you are let go or an alternate or any of that, you get two years until they ever look, put your name in the box again.
4: Interesting. So, yeah,
0: and they paid me eighteen forty, s- so I get eighteen dollars. Oh, oh, yeah.
4: Wow. wow. Okay. I'll let you oh, know when it gets it? here
0: in, in four to six weeks. I'll let you know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Anyway,
4: get yourself a sandwich. Okay.
2: It's like HQ trivia. You really don't get to collect until you uh, get excused from five jury selection. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: basically correct.
2: Anyway, uh, it's good to have you here.
0: So before we do our follow up to the whole roommate yeah. in your head thing, we got a call yeah. about this. Somebody has a theory. It's mostly about me, but I want to play it. <laughs> I want to play it and see if you think there's anything to this. Because otherwise, I just kind of found it not annoying. But I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. It doesn't sound right. But anyway, I'm just gonna play it. Okay. So you take this yeah. for whatever it is. Here we go. Hey, how you doing? This is Ray from Philadelphia. I'm just calling in reference to the episode with Wendy on the third that just passed. Uh, I just wanted to say my point of view is that the Roommate in Scott's head is more like a studio audience. I've noticed that a lot of times you can tell if the laugh track is fake or not, or if it's actually filmed in front of people. Um, but yeah, Scott has so many voices, so many roommates in his head. I would I would say that they're more attuned to a studio audience. All right. So what, he's basically claiming I have multiple roommate disorder. Like, I've got yeah.
2: many of yeah. these voices in my head. Scott's head was filled before a live studio <laughs> audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
4: Okay. Gosh. Can I just yeah. tell you something that was very weird hearing that? Yeah. Was like, I just had a quick moment of like, what is happening right now? Somebody's well, in turn,
2: He's in a turn lane. He's about yeah, to Yeah, he's definitely change. turning left. Yeah, he's definitely turning <laughs> um, somewhere.
4: And then yeah. when he said my, it's because I've heard that type of thing and voice and from Philadelphia, like, it feels like, oh, no, he's going to talk about us. Like, somehow a famous <laughs> call is happening. I don't know. That was very yeah. weird for me. Someone Sorry. famous
0: from <laughs> Philly. That is weird.
4: Because I weird. don't have a studio audience in my head at all. And so I suddenly am like, oh, someone in Philadelphia listens to this. I just have that moment every once Sorry. in a while where I'm like, <gasps>
0: Well, to his point though, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be? It would have to be me who would perceive it as multiple voices in my head. Oh yeah, and I he's don't. Just,
4: he's he's uh, saying that now. Now, if you kind of do the work with somebody and break down their different, the different voices, yeah. you can find. I I've called them committees or subcommittees. I've never Ooh. thought of it as an, a studio audience because <laughs> uh, I feel like that role is a little different, right? So so the subcommittee member, like. Hey, we got to talk about this, you know, like they're going to take things in different directions. Yeah. Um, whereas a, com- a, a an audience that's just supposed to laugh at jokes. feels like yeah. a really different thing. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, but I don't have that. I don't have a sense that it's like.
4: Multiple it almost voices. sounds like what you're saying is it had to be
0: conditional. Right. So like a different voice when I'm on the air and thinking about what's being said or what's, what's happening on live, on a live mm-hmm. show, for example, maybe that's a different, internal voice than the voice where i'm trying to find the toothpaste and don't know where kim put it or whatever you know what i'm saying (laughs)
4: yes and you have not differentiated them
0: no to me they're the same they're the same ding dong in the back room same guy yeah to me it's not any different so but maybe but maybe as a point because i don't obviously we're we're doing this as an experiment so we can learn more about it so maybe i just don't understand Mm -hmm. it but.
4: Yeah, I would say it's it's more of a committee than a studio audience, and there's probably more than one. But if you experience it as more than one without having someone help you, hmm. then maybe that's a, a really different internal experience than someone else might have, right?
3: That makes um, sense. Sure. But
4: for the most part, what I do with people is is try to help them differentiate a little bit. So, for example, um I'm just talking to a client about mom guilt. Right? She feels really guilty. She's super burned out. Feels really guilty that she's not with her kid but needs needs a break. And not being with the kid to take the break makes you feel guilty, blah, blah, blah. And what I could do is just say, okay, talk me through it. And you can hear the two voices come yeah. out. Mm-hmm. One will say, I feel so guilty. And then a second later, it'll be like, but I am really burned out and I do need a rest. And you can just hear the back and forth. Yeah. Right? That's two perspectives. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like if we think about the roommate in terms of the roommate has a perspective, and it's going to just keep sharing that. It's going to bounce around maybe a little bit. But that's very different than, okay, now someone cuts you off on the freeway and you are in a rage. Mm-hmm. So who is currently driving the car
3: mm-hmm. when
4: you're in when you're raging as opposed to how you were a few minutes before?
3: Mm, so the idea nice is that yeah.
4: we get better at just... Most people would say, oh, this is risky. What you're telling me is to see that I have multiple personalities. And that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is... We are all driven by different mental activity and forces, and if we can sort of label it as a group, like a subcommittee or a committee or the, the roommate, what we're doing, and this, is what leads, this leads nicely into what we're going to do today, mm. is what we're doing is we're removing whatever brain activity is happening, whatever thoughts, maybe feelings are happening, we put that into the observed place. And then we are in the seed of consciousness or the seed of observing. Mm. That's the self, right? Okay. So every major religion, every philosophical tradition will have words for this. I'm going to use the therapy word that I like the most, which is just self, okay. right? All so right. it's the self. Someone could say the soul, um, the whatever other energy words there are or whatever, right? But it's like who is doing the observing? That's the self. Right. Now, what happens as we go along life and we're just living it. The thoughts and feelings will come. We identify with them so deeply in that moment. They derail whatever we're doing. And now we are angry. Now we are hungry. Now we are w- w- going down a thought path It's nuts. The, the best version of this, to hear that roommate, maybe the, the clearest, is when you're trying to fall asleep, and then your thoughts just go, right? So that's an example of like, hold on. I, self, everything about me is about to go to sleep. So who just walked in and interrupted me with a story, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. And so that idea of we spend a lot of time very much following down the path of whatever thought shows up or whatever feeling takes over. And we don't maybe spend enough time in the seat of um, consciousness or self or the observer. Okay. So when... You did your homework. Did anyone write in anything that their roommate said? Do we have any like fodder we can use? Um, Probably.
0: Hold on. Actually, I should have looked at this before and I forgot to, but let me pull up the the latest Therapy Thursday stuff and replies. Um, Here's one. Um, Here we go. Here's one from Justin F. We'll call him. Uh, He's from Kentucky. He says, hey, Scott and Brian and Wendy. First time emailing. Feel like since I can't be in the tadpole, I should email in. I've been enjoying the show for a few years now. Anyway, I wanted to email in after listening to Wendy's Therapy Thursday about the inner critic. It uh, really resonated with me as I've never considered the idea of the voice in my head being an inner critic, and as someone who's been very critical of himself his whole life, it was an interesting framing of the issue. By the way, I'll pause here. This is the number one thing that that this has impacted me with as well, as this idea of categorizing it, of, of, mm-hmm. of not just... You just sort of have this, this you know, a doubter or even someone who's motivational, but there's this thing in the back of your head that's always kind of pushing you around and you never, you just think, well, that's just me, you know, that's part of me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. you frame it this way, it changes how you, the whole thing gets perceived. Anyway, yeah. I think that's what he's saying. But he well, says, I also
2: notice how he calls it the critic as opposed to the roommate. Like, oh, right. Yeah. It goes yeah. right to its, what it its is. function, uh-huh. its yeah. duty. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's a, a, probably Love a better it. term. It says, Wendy asked for a couple of sentences about what some of you think when you hear your mental roommate, and I wanted to give a few. You can use these bits if you want, uh, so on and so forth. Here it goes. Uh, quote, you're doing it wrong, unquote, came up a lot in my mind, uh, and I drifted to things I had been working on, or when I was drifting, my mind was drifting to things I was working on. Next one was, nobody should like you, or something along those lines pops mm-hmm. up a lot, which I now realize is my brain trying to prepare itself for rejection. Mm-hmm. Uh Says I was getting some. Uh, sorry, I was. Go, uh, I was also getting some. Go to the gym and stop wasting time and be productive. Stuff, which seemed less bad than the other impulse, impulses. The voice actually sounds more like my father than myself. The rest is typically in my voice. Thankfully, I recently started antidepressants, which is quieting down those thoughts and some of the worst ones. And I've been trying to respond back to that voice with positive things and the like. Anyway, I just wanted to share some of that, uh, and say how much I appreciate the segment. You guys are great and help me through the days. I'd uh, Love the show, though, Justin. So uh, yeah, I think he kind of has it. Kind of has it down. Perfect. Yeah, Justin. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, yeah.
4: And I think I think the the thing he's articulating is really helpful. We'll just use that as our like jumping point, and you guys can share yours if you would like as well. So here you are, Justin. You're now the center of my <laughs> therapeutic intervention. Your yeah. fault for writing in. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what's great is. He's experiencing already the the power of this, which is when we can sort of see that it's just someone else coming in with a thought, it's so much easier than thinking it's truth, right? Mm -hmm. Because when our brain talks to us, this is why it does it, by the way, we will often believe it and follow it down whatever rabbit hole it takes us on. But if if you just observe long enough, you'll see it switch back and forth. So for example... Oh, I'm so scared. I'm going to, Scott, I'm going to get on a plane and poop my pants. Okay. That's a part of you. That's a friend of yours who is always trying to have you not live their most embarrassing nightmare in real life. That is his job. He will do it every time. Mm -hmm. And then when you go through a whole plane ride and don't poop your pants, which has been every single time that I'm aware of, what does that part of your brain do? Does it say, oh, my bad. I got it wrong. Here's what's
0: funny. If you would have asked me, I don't know. Let's say 2014. I would have told you that I felt like that. That voice was uh, wasn't just a threat; it was a promise.
4: Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was a guarantee. If you ask me now, I don't feel that way at all. Now I feel like the voice is still there, but the voice says, "All right, Scott, um, you don't want nervous guts on this plane. So what are you going to do? You're going to eat like a normal person the day before. You're going to take care of yourself, and you're not going to you're not going to do something dumb, like, you know, eat a box of something, you know, whatever, you're not, you don't want to, you want to, you're going to limit your uh, chances of any kind of problem. Like everyone does. Everybody's got to get on a flight. They're, they're have a similar thing. They're not stupid. And those that yeah. are, you know, drink too much the night before or whatever the problem is, they always regret it. So now that voice does that. And I so think, more that's, yeah. I think it's progress. I don't know why it even changed, but it feels like progress.
4: Well, I, it does feel like progress. Let's let's act like it's in the height of it for a second, though. It, here's the thing about the roommate: if anyone's had a roommate, uh, you would hate this kind for this very reason. This roommate does not come back and say, "Sorry, I gave you bad advice."
3: <laughs> no. Right. This roommate that. will yeah. switch
4: immediately to some other way to protect you. If it's the protector kind, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These are protectors and some act really childish or say really mean things like what what was Justin's what was that mean one
0: um i oh, don't
4: why is anyone like you oh what no uh, yeah like no you.
0: one actually hold on let me pull it up again i just put it in
4: and your ideas are stupid or something like the work one uh sorry I where, thought no I had no it no memorized. it's
0: okay i i i was dumb and archived it um let's see
4: but but basically anyway. just mean, right? Yeah,
0: mean to himself, yeah. sure.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah. So Scott, you're gonna crap your pants on this plane. You better be careful. And that's like a screaming panic friend. Here's a roommate who's just like, okay, no one likes you. So oh, maybe there's don't that's go what outside. it is.
0: You're either so one of his was you're doing it wrong, and the other one was nobody should like you. Which is you're an interesting way of okay. putting that sentence, right? Nobody should like you. Nobody
4: uh, should like you. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Now you gotta th- remember, and this is why we want more time in the seed of observation yeah. and less time in the thick of whatever that thought is, because then you can see it for what it is. And it is a part of you that comes in probably developed when you were younger. Now I'm imagining you're you're doing it wrong. I mean, think of raising children. think of every teacher ever who ever existed. You are around people as a child yeah. who are telling you you're doing something right or wrong. And it's happening with a lot of frequency, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So notice, I mean, there's there's people who will explain things like you know people pleasers or perfectionism or um, they go into a store and they don't buy anything, but they're pretty sure everyone thinks they've just stolen something. So they're acting weird on the way out and hope they don't get caught. You know? I've done that like, before. I'm I've in totally,
0: trouble. I've totally done that.
4: Yeah, being like you a TGI from nowhere?
0: I know, it's weird. <laughs> like I do it in Apple stores because I don't need to get anything, but I'll walk around oh, looking yeah. at cool stuff. And then I'll kind of just, you know, and there are employees everywhere, right? They're all yeah, over the place. Yeah. So I kind of just walk out, hands in my pockets, like I already own this phone, don't come. You know. Yeah,
2: I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is my I'm in trouble, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. So that, why are a bunch of adults walking around pretty sure they're going to get in trouble any minute? <laughs> I, I don't. don't know. And that's because we've spent our whole lives Potentially getting trouble in trouble any minute for doing something wrong. Yeah. So when somebody has a part of us say, you're going to do that wrong, that is a preemptive, I'm going to protect you from having somebody, your boss get mad at you. I mean, have you ever seen a child playing or doing something and then they get disciplined in the middle of it? The shock, the like, <gasps> I- Yeah didn't see that coming, I don't, you know, that Mm -hmm. will set you up, your nervous system, the rest of your life to be prepared for that type Mm -hmm. of thing, right? Yeah. So you go to therapy, you work on those stories from your past with your family of origin and or trauma or other experiences that you've had that build this voice in your head, this this voice that is trying to help you. But here's the problem. We all think that voice is true. What it's saying is real. Mm. And then we follow it. So for example, you wake up in the night, you have this thought. It's like jumping on a speeding train, right? You're now on the train. You're going to follow it all the way till the dead end of the train. But what if you could get off the train or never get on the train Mm. and and the voice or the part or the roommate could just show up and say, are you not terrified that you will die one day? (laughs) 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 And you can be the observer and be like, whoa, that is fascinating that here at 3 (laughs) a.m. Yeah part of me is like, are you not afraid to die? Interesting. Right? Like finding that. And so you can call it Zen. A lot of meditators work really hard to be in this space. It's not easy just to be there. There's a three part series here. I forgot to tell you, there is one more part after this. And that's going to be the like nitty gritty, how to do this. Um, uh, And we'll get to that. But this sort of second hour time is just to talk about how we can strengthen this observation part of us, rather than the, um, we call it blending in certain therapy modalities that you blend with the part of you. So yeah. the panic part, you're going to take a dump on a plane. When you blend with that part, <laughs> you are literally activating your, your whole nervous system is activated to either poop or prevent you. from pooping. So it has a self fulfilling prophecy problem, it right?
3: Does, yeah. Yeah.
4: Right. So you're going to fail at this, if You blend with that part and you identify, and that story is real and true. You are likely going to sabotage whatever you're doing and it will fail, yeah. Right? This is a form, so, it's a
0: form you're really moving toward. Uh, we're, we're talking mindfulness again here, right? Like, that is really what this bit, ends yeah. up being. Mm-hmm. It's just being mindful of that voice and then, quote unquote, blending with it so that I don't know you have a greater say in the conversation. I
4: guess 100%. And and here's the best part, and this is this is the trick you don't have to have you don't have to do anything. And that is actually the key. Mm. The key is not doing something. We are so used to doing, to solve, to prevent, to, you know, we have an idea and we jump up and do that idea, right? Like we are getting dragged around all day by this development of the human brain to tell stories, to move you in particular directions, to protect you. So if we, we want to go caveman, conversations like think of the stories that had to be put in place to keep you surviving to the next generation Mm -hmm. that may or may not have been true right so there's a rustle in the bushes oh that's something terrifying so i don't go check it out but someone else does and gets eaten Mm -hmm. or someone else does and maybe gets some blueberries but your brain goes i don't care next time there's a rustle i'm not going to think it's blueberries I'm still going to think. Yeah,
2: in defense mode. Yeah, that you're
4: going to defense mode, right? So it is a survival response. And here's what mindfulness is: is it's it's like a brain workout to make it easier to do this thing, right? So I can practice not following my thoughts and being stronger as an observer of the thoughts, and that is incredibly helpful. But I want everyone who is not meditating and may think they never will, to also just get a taste of this, and then you might understand why meditators are relentless (laughs) because they have to be to practice this. Right. So this idea of, and so maybe you experienced a little bit, Scott. So Brian, how about you, as you, as you kind of just paid attention to the roommate, do you feel like you had a better sense of this separateness as well?
2: Yeah, like I was because I was basically actively looking for it. and uh, he talks a lot more than than uh, than I originally gave him credit for, especially when I'm driving. He is yeah. the, you know, he is the uh, watch out for that dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that guy's oh mm-hmm. that guy's totally coming over. Like he's basically the uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the wow. backseat driver, not really backseat driver, because he's not complaining about my driver, but he's complaining about everybody else on the road. So I don't have to. Yeah. Uh,
4: See? See, he's doing yeah. you a favor, he's, doing, right?
2: he's, he's actually helping me out. Yes.
4: So, in the moment you heard him talking, do you mm-hmm. remember how you did that? How did you go from, ooh, that guy's a crazy driver, I better be careful, and buying into it and being 100% on board with everything the roommate's saying to knowing it was the roommate?
2: Oh, I mean, uh, well, I was basically as soon as I started talking as the roommate, I was I was fully aware because of our because of therapy Thursday two weeks mm-hmm. ago where it was yeah. basically oh this is roommate talking <laughs> yeah okay, okay. It was instant. I mean it was basically I, I was like all nice. right fully fully aware and it didn't you know didn't stop me or I mean it didn't stop him from talking yeah. continuing, he'll, but, uh, he'll
4: never stop talking well, but I, did playing. you feel some of the same feelings you might have otherwise like did it shift anything because you oh, were observing as saying. opposed to um,
2: I mean I never really felt any anxiety I mean I guess I guess if anything else, it was maybe just relief of, of, um, knowing that he's kind of there to watch out for me, which, you know, came from, again, the discussion two weeks ago, not really anything else. And it was sort of like, Oh, would that guy just shut up or anything like that? It's like, yep. He's, he's apparently on guard. He's keeping an eye on the, he's, he's the defensive driver. So I can uh, just focus on getting sally to the coffee bean and tea leaf <laughs> right
4: <laughs> right exactly yeah. exactly okay so that's a pretty benign example of like roommate is not taking you for a literal ride right, right. You, right. you you could move in consciousness definitely. away yeah. from it and observe it and see it but
2: totally no. and definitely like you know your buddy on a road trip kind of thing like uh, oh, watch out for this guy he's looking around like he's gonna change lanes without signaling sure enough
4: there he did it yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. and then
2: I go and then I go
4: jackass, <laughs> and then that's you in your seat. That's of me. Functions. That's not the
2: roommate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
4: it's <laughs> me. Okay, and this this can be really hard to figure out for some folks, and for some folks this can c- comes up pretty naturally. They're like, oh, I can see that separation. Oh, that makes sense. And the more you spend time, um, sort of uh, being observant, you can. It's just easier not to blend with it or follow it down a rabbit hole. So that would be the um, I'm trying to get some work done and some thought pops in my head and now it has completely derailed me or now I'm going to search for whatever that thing is that just popped in my head and now I've lost an hour of productivity because I followed whatever cue my brain gave me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can cause lots of uh, different challenges. Okay, now we can just say, all right, there's like the average looking thing. R- Brian, you're driving is a good example. We're going to take this darker. So let's take okay. Justin's example of, um, you're going to do this wrong. And so he's just kind of doing life and he starts to think about work and the roommate pops in and says, you're going to do this wrong. You know, you're doing this wrong now. It's very powerful to figure out the source of that. Like, why did this part ever come into your life to warn you about that and kind of see if you can work with that? That's the job of the therapist for sure. Um, but there's another thing we can do with it here. And this is what I want today to be about. And then, um, the last week's, going to get even better. <laughs> uh, anyway, wow, this, okay. is, this is quite the miniseries. I know. Uh, mini-series. Look at this. Yeah. It's a mini series. Yeah. I keep trying to like, how do I make this like a miniseries? I've <laughs> got to build suspense and somehow I need to get Re upped for next season. So I got to. Sure, a cliffhanger. right. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah, the. the uh, you got the writer strike What right they're right now. called, the, uh, the upfronts are coming up. And that's we right. Yeah. On those upfronts. That's
0: right. But you yeah. can't exactly. promote it. If exactly. you're a SAG member, you can't promote it until all this uh, right. stuff's oh, over. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
4: Exactly. So uh, this, I'm helping out in the meantime. Okay. So the idea uh, is he has this thought that the roommate says you're going to fail at this. And here's what if Justin's listening, i want him to do and i want anyone to do if you look at your list you look at some of the things your roommate has said i want you to find one that makes your heart clench like <laughs> you know yeah like okay. like the sphincter that it is i want your heart to clench okay um pressure it does have it's got
0: sphincters like in it it's, it's got little sphincter muscles in your part 100% yeah and
4: it literally feels pain sure. so it mm-hmm. is Uh, it, it's so Notice a roommate says a sentence you wrote down because you observed it. And now I'm telling you to look at that sentence and I can get your heart to clench. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is cool. That yeah. I have that kind of power over you. Yeah. But that is exactly the power of the thoughts that the roommate sh- repeats to you has over you. So your heart gets tight and clenched. Okay. I need you both to do this with me. Okay. So think about some of the stuff your roommates like to say to you and what gets your heart, your heart to seize up or, or feel heavy kind of blocked, stopped that kind of feeling.
0: Okay. okay. What if we know already what that is? Does yeah, it, good. Great. All right. I know what you that want to is. tell us. Um,
4: you, you don't have to.
0: Uh, it's a, it's just, well, I guess I could tell you. Um, I used to, <laughs> I used to think that when my kids would grow up and kind of move out, that this would go away. I was wrong. Cause now I do it with Taylor's kids, okay. but I, stress about their safety a lot
4: like physical safety yeah sure.
0: so i'm like oh you know i heard i heard van went to the water park today and I, and I immediately go don't get hurt there i'd feel so bad i can't i can't imagine a world without those kids and you know this kind of like catastrophizing i do mm-hmm, and i mm-hmm. do a, i do that with them now
4: Okay. Um, Great.
3: It's
0: just dumb because Taylor's really good mom and is very careful with the kids. Oh, it's so did dumb. everyone
4: just hear it? Scott's other part yep. joi- joined in, his logical part. Yeah, my say, logical hey. part
0: popped in and said, hey, dumbass. Yeah.
4: yeah. Okay. All right. So go back to the, the. it's a fear part. We'll call it that. Okay. The fear roommate comment is what if something bad happens to those kids? It causes your heart to clench. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here is the, the logical part's attempt is to get, you to soothe that right so that's another part that's developed to try to help like okay nothing's gonna happen you've got to relax taylor's a good mom so it tried to soothe you yeah but i'm gonna t- show you guys how to do something that is just you doing it not other thoughts okay okay, okay. so so you are in your seat of consciousness right yep. you are observing the thought can you do that can you sort of see the thought coming in yeah rather than yeah you can see it's separate from you i okay? do
0: is it weird that i I'm also picturing the kind of chair I'm in. That's weird, right?
4: No, not at all. It's perfect. Sit in your seat. And this is why you dang people with imaginations. This works so well for you guys. Mm. So picture (laughs) picture the, the part saying, oh, no. Make him whatever your brain makes him. Great. He's coming in with the fear. So here's your fear part. And your heart is clenching because that crap is contagious, right? You tell anyone a kid's in danger, every one of us will have our heart clench. Immediately. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now this is just a part that's getting your attention. It only has one line and it's been using it for, I guess, 30 years now. Um, One of your kids is going to be harmed, right? So you feel the feeling in your heart and I don't want you to do anything with thoughts. I want you to just try this thing where you can feel it. I can feel it right now, right? Mm -hmm. Can you feel it Mm -hmm. in your heart? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now just take a second And, like, breathe deeper and try to relax the actual muscles around your heart, your chest cavity, your heart itself. Just breathe. Use oxygen. Breathe. Just try to relax all that tissue. Hmm.
0: It's weird. I've never tried to do that before. It's a weird feeling.
4: Yeah. Okay. Is it relaxed a little bit? Yeah.
3: Okay. More than it was. So now
4: I want you to... (laughs) Okay, now I want you to look at the the part again that's going to come tell you your grandchildren are in danger. Yeah. Make sure it's separate from you.
3: Oh, it and is.
0: Then, it's like a little goblin. It's got horrible...
4: <laughs> yeah, I know it does. Okay, so then make sure your heart's relaxed again. Just keep, keep focusing on the thing you can control here that the self has power over is to then initiate relaxation response in your, wherever you feel the feeling, right? So maybe it could be someone's gut It you know, someone's calf, whatever. The
0: idea is to, you see it coming and you, you, you condition yourself, uh, I guess, habitually here to react to it with the breathing and the, and the relaxation. Yeah, Yeah.
4: exactly. And to see it as someone, it it really is the kid who's crying wolf, like there's no wolf. And yet it feels like you've got to battle up and get ready. Right. And that's what your body does. That's why it did it. Like, you didn't say, hey, heart, clamp down because something scary is coming. It's our autonomic nervous system. It's just going to do it, right? Yeah. So, but you, so suddenly we have energy. Think of it as, like, there's an energetic response in your heart, a chemical response that causes everything to constrict. You are just going to use your mind, yourself, to relax that. Okay. So do it until you are... Your heart is totally unclenched and relaxed.
0: Feel pretty good right now. How about you, Brian?
2: Oh, I'm good. I didn't. I, I wasn't. I uh, didn't have this part. I didn't it's have just the, listening. Yeah, I'm just listening because oh, I just I, taking it in. I, I like I, it. I don't, I don't, my, my heart it's, doesn't clench up when I think about what could happen to your kids. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Of course evil? it does. Right. Right. But Brian Jack needs ass. facts. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Brian has a jackass part. He doesn't have the. That's right. Hey, hey, this may fake thing could happen and you should panic about it, about your grandchildren like you do. Right. We yeah. all have our own versions I'm for various to think reasons. What
2: my, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you didn't call on me it because I was trying to think of what my my panic thing is. Um,
4: well, we have an ongoing side um, chat all about how we all want Ryan's bro- Brian's roommate. <laughs> That's who we want in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> but but now right. that I know there's a jackass part, maybe I don't want your roommates. So no, no, no. Well, no, I'm the,
2: I'm the jackass part. Basically, my roommate settles down and just says, "You got this," and I go, "Jackass." Mm.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, so folks who tend to have more anxiety would relate to this maybe a little quicker, right? Because their oh. heart, their 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 nervous system will do exactly this thing very quickly. Stories are very compelling, um, and so that is a, a place where a lot of practice can happen of relaxing. Because again, this part is never going to come in and say, oh, the kids got home safe from the swimming park. Oh, great. I'm sorry to scare you. Yeah, I'll, I'll look at facts next time. Yeah. No, what it's going to do is, oh, 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 kids are going to be in a car. You know, like it will just keep doing this, right? Yeah. yeah. And you can Instead imagine of, inst- how much of your life,
3: Yeah.
4: if we timed, we like had a timer every time your heart clenched because you were worried about one of your kids' safeties, add that all up. How much time is that? It's a lot. It's a lot of time. And so you just, in the few seconds of breathing and relaxing the tissue around your heart clenching, just shows a different road. And I'm using the word um, on purpose here, shows, because it doesn't feel like a choice when anxious thoughts come in and they take you on a ride. I, I know that. It doesn't feel like a choice. But if you practice being in the center of, or this different seat, the observer seat, and you can say, okay, a part of me, and that's why we talk that way, to say a part of me is really scared right now. Even just using those words helps not, I am scared, I am terrified, I'm on fire. You know, it's, mm-hmm. a part of me is pretty freaked out, worried about the kids, and I can feel my heart clench, and I can, and then you you know what to do with this. And if you do it early, Instead of and everyone's done this before, instead of having your mind taken on a ride really far um, and suddenly time has passed and you know like it's so much worse. you've made up new stories like it just keeps getting worse. you can just at the very beginning try this and what happens is the part that's trying to scare you about the kids tend to quiet down because you're quiet. Mm. Because the observer, and and sometimes they just wander away. Sometimes they's like, did you hear me? I'm on my way, but the kids are going to die. And then it'll just keep going. Mm. You just don't have to jump on the train. And that's, so this idea of practicing, like having a, a, it's a physical practice to calm and relax yourself. And it's as simple as breathing. And it's as simple as thinking about the tissue and trying to relax it. So like right now, Brian, your foot, yeah. cramp it yes. for me. Ready? make it okay. weird and cramp it cramp it right. cramp it It's okay. cramped
2: all right it's now
4: cramped. now relax it
2: okay all right how's that feel uh relaxed
4: okay, good. <laughs> feels, it feels like
2: i did a stretch
4: <laughs> yeah it feels a little bit good right yeah and that yeah. is right there brian just did what he was told so maybe he'd say he didn't have a choice but he did he chose to cramp it he chose to relax it like I, there I is feel like
2: when you're telling me to do something wendy i don't have a choice <laughs>
4: That's what, that's what I'm worried about. Um, but just, just that idea of like, you can practice some things with yeah. your body that are very much a choice. It's just, if we're so in our head, it's hard to access that. And so that would be why mindfulness meditation is so powerful to help this become easier and easier and easier to do. Um, it doesn't mean you'll ever be hundred percent free of it, but the more you can just see thoughts as parts of you coming and going um, you know, not not always jumping on all these trains or, or really just questioning the roommate a little in the sense of n- not like you're like, you're a liar, but often it's lying. Like mm-hmm. often. So why when we were a bear was in the bushes and the wrestling, the brain does not care if it's lying or not. It is just trying to not get you killed. But if you look at modern day brain activity, most of the stuff it's telling you is a lie. So, if you if you follow it all the way through, you will find that oh it'll change its mind at any point whatever it takes to just try to you know protect you for some pretend scary thing, right? And then some people will have experiences where that feeling is so real and overwhelming, and it's and then they you know follow the thought and it saves their lives. So this is where it can be a little confusing. Like well when should I actually run? When am I you know? So we're not going to talk about that today because that that is real too. Um, you see smoke. Don't just relax your heart and lay there, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. We do. <laughs> we, we need do our want system.
4: That. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And so we're just trying to address it in this way that it it harms us. And that's why first identifying what the roommate talks about can be really helpful because then you know it has a strategy. It talks certain ways. It like get to know it, but you only get to know someone, not by being in their actual shoes and in their body and being them. You get to know them by sitting across from them in your own seat and listening. And that's what them, you're doing. Yeah,
3: yeah. Just observe, right? Okay.
4: And then, and then, what we're going to do next week is take a specific. And this is what be helpful if someone could write in something that is very particular that c- continues to have kind of like what Scott shared a little bit today of like a th- let's call it a thorn in your arm or thorn in your side, and what we do with that. So if anyone's lived long enough, you will have experienced maybe a repetitive place where. You just kind of always have some pain. And then we're going to talk about what we do with that type of thing, um, how to actually get that out of your life, and then kind of some other things they can do to keep do- going with this. Okay. So anyone got a thorn in their side they want to share? Um, that, But they need to have observed it, right? They need to at least do this step one and step two where they have observed it, maybe practiced relaxing whatever tenses up around that that thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, but it's something they've noticed throughout their life. And then we'll talk about how to tackle
0: it. the morning stream at gmail.com. You guys is where you want to send that. And then we'll share those yeah. next week and, um, you know, cherry pick a couple of them depending on how long they are and that sort of thing. But, uh, if you want to share yours, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. Phase two, Del Boca okay. Vista complete phase. Yeah, three. Series.
4: I've written down the topics for each one. So episode one was understand your inner roommate. Episode two is to soften to actually learn to soften your heart, or whatever it is that tenses up, yeah. and let go of that buildup of energy. Like so, it. did we do that? I feel like we did. Huh? I did.
0: Yeah, I feel like we did that. Okay,
4: good. And all next right.
0: week will be a whole nother bag of chickens. So come back then. Solve all
4: your problems. That's what I have for next week.
0: Yeah. Are you, f- <laughs> Brian? When do you fly next week? when you want to play
4: uh, little, come in so,
0: oh you yeah, won't be so, here will you so, oh. I, so you'll have a you'll have a guest co-host for uh,
4: I actually for fly Thursday. into Salt Lake on Thursday so I, can, I can't do it either oh
0: duh oh. I forgot you were doing that we're having dinner and yeah. stuff and all that stuff aren't we yeah oh,
4: yes. yeah yeah where do yeah, you come I in so, here it's, oh
0: you're here I cannot believe this you're coming right back to Bear Lake cause this time but with your friends right
4: yeah so oh, hilarious that's yeah, so I weird why could
2: you schedule those back to back
4: yeah we were supposed to go to like up in McCall to some nice place up there but it didn't work with um or in idaho for someone's schedule so we're like okay bear lake i'm like are you kidding you were me? just
0: there you were literally <laughs> just in bear lake oh my gosh well, it was t-
4: so pretty though i feel like i can handle it no but and this time such a pain
0: this time you won't have a 92 year old grumpy piece of garbage man there with you so you can just yeah, chill and literally enjoy yourselves.
4: damaging my children's <laughs> <psyches>. um <laughs> also maybe there won't be a traffic jam for one hour getting out of logan canyon holy
0: oh God. yeah i don't know what happened oh, there this- we, Awful. we we didn't leave till mon or yeah Monday uh-huh. and we didn't oh, so have any of that <laughs> so I don't know what happened was that just people getting out of town oh
4: I guess? it was just one guy with like a, a light that he was moving out of the road I don't know that's all I saw by the time I got to it but oh I'd
0: be so sure. annoyed
4: but it did make me laugh because there were multiple people who got out of their cars and were just walking yeah because it was so slow and then they'd finally catch up or whatever and so I saw some pretty hilarious stuff and it made me laugh like. Who are the ones that get out? See, did they get kicked Mm -hmm. out? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It was funny, but it's good. You were just
0: observing, like we talked about. See,
4: yes, I was just observing. I did not get out of my car. That's right. So,
0: Uh, well, have a good, I guess, couple of weeks. Then Uh, we'll see when uh, you're back. Brian will be back. Everybody will be back, and we will follow up on part three of this epic journey. Thank you,
4: Justin, and thank you, guys from Philly.
0: Yes, thank you, Philly man. We'll see you next time. Bye now. All right. Hey, Brian. Yes, sir. You got a little something to promote here at the bottom of
2: the show. I do. Yeah, um, I just want to give a quick uh, shout out. There's uh, some friends of mine that I did a website for. They, uh, it's called Secret Sauce, and or I, I right, I'd plug this salsa even if I didn't do their website. But of course, I can look plug at it. it. I, I want a bottle of this right now. Well, you know how you do that, Scott. Is you go right to the store and you order or the, to the store uh, uh, menu item, the shop up there at the top right. and You can order some. They've got two flavors: Anaheim and Habanero. They're both smoked, so it's like got a really rich smoked flavor to it. It is freaking fantastic. Like,
0: I'm getting Habanero right now. I'm buying it right now. Ooh, they have a yeah. two jar combo, so you can get a jar it's for the, eight bucks or fifteen for both.
2: 15 for both. Get the both because the Anaheim is uh, mild. That habanero's got a nice little bite to it. It's smoky. SeekerSauce.com smoke salsa made by uh, Jake and Allie here in Colorado.
0: I'm 100% good, doing this. Good people. Right now. Cool. Uh, and I will not, and I've noticed so far my website experience has gone smoothly.
2: Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's WooCommerce. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know, it's working out well. Uh, yeah, I'm totally doing this. Fifteen bucks. Yeah. Look at this. Oh, this is great. Fifteen bucks. All right. Uh, excellent. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, check them out, guys. Seekersauce. Yeah. Yeah, um, just saw
2: them at the uh, farmers market uh, last week and had to give them a little bit of a shout.
0: So you got your you got your Coverville at noon. You got uh, yes. five p.m. Mountain Time for Core tonight. We got a big Core That's planned. Right. We're gonna try not to be three more hours of ba- Baldur's Gate three talk. Okay, we're gonna try to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> um, Get
2: something something else in there.
0: Yeah, because that game, it's now okay. It's now the highest rated game in the history of Metacritic. Nothing's ever had a higher average score. Wow. Uh PC Gamer just finally put their review up because the game's so big. They gave it their highest score in sixteen years. They haven't had given another ninety seven in sixteen full years of, of game reviews. They gave it a ninety seven. Wow. It's about as high as you get over there. I, that thing is legitimately a monster. It's so good. So good. Cool. So we'll, we'll talk about it tonight, but it won't be. I'm going to try really hard not to have it to be wall-to-wall. <laughs> to make it right?
2: all Baldur's Game yeah, all the
0: time. Because I'm sure there's some people who are like, I don't want to hear about that game. I don't play those games or something. And I, you know, I'd, I'd like it to be an entertaining show for them as well.
2: Of course. You know? Of course.
0: Anyway, that's tonight at 5 p.m. Oh. Mountain. So check that out. There'll also be a more core video going up today uh, at some point from cool. Bo talking about the self-same oh, game.
2: Oh, nice. Uh, we got uh, guess the connection tomorrow morning at nine. Oh, that's right. We've got uh, couch party tomorrow at ten.
0: That's right. More, more patrons, shrink. patrons. Here's the deal. I, I will start putting an, a, a a post in Patreon right before we do these couch parties because I know oh. some of you are like, oh, I totally forget when it is, and no one notifies me. So I'm going to start doing that so you know when it's happening, so we can get more of us in there on Saturday or on Friday. Uh, but yeah. yeah, tomorrow 10 p.m. She Hulk continues episode five. I think. Think 5 and 6. Right. Maybe we'll do 5 and 6?
2: Yeah, we can. We yeah, have
0: an we can hour? We do 5 and 6. Sure. And then, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, Film Sack This Weekend. Live, Die, Repeat. Or, as they called that's it in right. theaters, uh, Next to Tomorrow. What was it? Edge yeah.
2: edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> 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 the edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Stupid Next title. To tomorrow. Amazing, it really is. Yeah.
0: Amazing movie. Terrible title. Uh, do watch it, though, because it's fantastic.
2: Just, just watched it last night, so I can start working on my intro. And holy cow, I love that movie. It's, it's so hard good. for me not to... It's so good. There's hardly yeah, anything it in it
0: I can criticize. Honestly, it's just yeah,
2: just Emily it, Blunt's chin. That's yeah. what my song's gonna be about. Is all about Emily Blunt's chin.
0: And it fits your uh, your whole time loopy <laughs> thing, and
2: it does. It's perfect timing. You yeah. know, unplanned, perfect timing for my film uh, bonus episode. So, mm. yeah.
0: and if you're not a film uh, uh, patron, you should be because Brian's host episode this month was very good and uh, rave reviews from all the wow, peoples.
2: It's, uh, well done. Very nice of people to say uh, to say such nice things about yep. it. it. In was... four
0: months, he'll do the exact same show because he's in a time loop as well.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yes. Yeah, it'll be great. Patreon.com slash TMS is how this show stays afloat. Um, most of you already know this. Those of you who are already in there, we owe you a great debt. Uh, and we hope to continue to be making this show well into the future because of you. And uh, if you haven't been like that, well, I understand. Maybe it's a little tight this month. Or maybe you're like, I don't know if I ever want to pay for a podcast. Let me tell you, 16 episodes a month for a dollar? And that's just the raw episodes?
2: Silly. It's silly how how inexpensive it is.
0: It's stupid what we've done. Okay? But we did it, and we're willing to eat it. Just get in there, because we need more of you is the reason. Mm -hmm. Patreon.com slash TMS. Find out all the details today right there. Let's get out of here. Play a song to get us out.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, I will. Uh, Vito Sestito. <laughs> Vito Sestito. That's, that's what wow. he wrote and said. Uh, wrote in and said, hi, Snells Beach and Balclutha. Today has me <laughs> joining you in the 54th year on this third rock from the sun. I've been a fan since discovering Scott on The Instance in 2010 and very quickly became a convert to the Morning Stream. Help me celebrate my birthday. Oh shit! Let's party!
0: Man, you opened the door and I sat there staring at it like an That's idiot. That's
2: okay. By playing uh, David Byrne's upbeat cover of Cole Porter's Don't Fence Me In. Thank you for all the content you produce and keeping me entertained on the many miles traveled getting to and from work each day. Love the show, though. An Italian-Australian now living in New Zealand. Vito Sestito. I
0: thought they weren't allowed to do that, those two countries. They're not supposed to mix, allowed right? To,
2: like to, uh, trade people. <laughs> Don't they uh, hate each Australia other or, or something? Yeah. Everything I've
0: ever seen shows uh, all kinds of conflict so i don't know how it works
2: well in this case they're allowing it uh yeah so uh vito great great cover this came out in 1990 on the tribute to cole porter called red hot and blue dude there was so much great stuff on there iggy pop debbie harry um i think annie lennox did a song i think she did every time we say goodbye uh cole porter which is um uh, great timing no Johnny Mercer is who I'm thinking of Cole Porter is he connected he's not connected to uh, Savannah anyway never oh, mind I don't think forget so forget that yeah. it's Johnny Mercer that I'm, that I'm thinking of <laughs> anywho here's the cover of Don't Fence Me In by the Talking Head's Own same as it ever was David Byrne
0: frogpants.com.
2: What does it feel like to play Simon?
0: I don't know.